reading the scriptures uh, i would request you know all of you to mute your mics and this is a new uh, way of worshiping our lord uh, we are trying to still trying to figure it out but god may guide us and lead us during this time uh, before we start you know i'd like to uh, request you to bow down with me i say say this short prayer may the words of my mouth the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight amen uh the bible so passage which was read to us and of course uh, i will be going through various other scripture portions as well as we proceed uh, along today the churches along the globe are commemorating in a palm sunday even though it is not uh, we normally uh, celebrate every year uh, but at the same time it is a very important incident mentioned in the bible this particular passage is read uh, you know to us only during uh, on palm sunday you know just before the holy week and uh, this important incident mentioned in the bible which leads us into the holy week all the way to the day of uh, crucifixion and after thereafter the resurrection of our lord and savior jesus christ and also this week is very important for all of us as believers uh, as uh, in the christian history uh, because it unfolds and the culmination of god's rescue plan for our mankind the scripture portion read to us narrates the incident on this important sunday morning we all aware of it we uh, learned about it uh, this has happened at the outskirts of jerusalem uh, it is mentioned in the bible it is happening in bethphage it is a nearest uh, small uh, area on, on the hill of um, mountain of uh, mount of olives lord jesus christ was preparing himself to enter into jerusalem the city he loved so much only he knew that this city will be turned into a turmoil a chaotic place in the days to come in a, in a week's time a lot of things are going to happen you know which will change the history of the world forever in that sense this was the last entry of jesus christ into the into the city which was significant symbolic and above all it was triumphant significant symbolic and above all it was triumphant my dear brothers and sisters stay with me as i'm going to uh, go through various passage in the bible uh, as we read jesus christ has been ministering across the region including the region of jerusalem for about 3 years and he had performed the residents of jerusalem must have heard about jesus christ and many jewish leaders were well aware of his ministry with this background we study what was the significance of the entry of jesus into jerusalem this triumphal entry because he during his uh, course of his ministry he has been to uh, jerusalem many times but this particular entry has been mentioned in the bible as triumphal entry to understand it in a better way we may see other scriptural references with regards to the city of jerusalem and the importance of temple in the life of jesus christ uh, and what it means to believers like us across the world as i was preparing this message i was going through what all the times lord jesus christ spent uh, in jerusalem you know there were other instances in the scriptures which explains about 
the visits of Jesus Christ in the city of Jerusalem and the temple. We will briefly look into some of these visits which are recorded by the authors of the gospel. So I have structured this uh, particular uh, sermon uh, into uh, parts. Uh, we are briefly going, going to see two other inst instances where uh, the Jesus Christ entry was recorded, uh, which are very significant and also uh, very, very important uh, before we come back to the passage which was read to us today. The first topic, subtopic is triumphal entry of Jesus as a child. Some of you have kept your mic unmute. Can you please kindly mute it? Thank you. Can I kindly mute it if, uh, or brother Sanjay can mute it. All of us, I'll unmute and continue. Thank you very much. The first topic is triumphal entry of Jesus as a child. The Luke, uh, it is taken from uh, the book, book of Luke, chapter 2, uh, 21 to 40. Luke records the visit of baby Jesus to Jerusalem temple when he was brought to the temple by his parents as eight-day-old baby. Uh, triumphal entry of uh, Jesus as a child. Luke records the visit of baby Jesus to Jerusalem temple when he was brought to the temple by his parents as a small baby, eight-year-old baby, to present him at the temple to consecrate him, to present him at the temple and also to consecrate, consecrate him. This is according to the Jewish uh, uh, you know, law, the law of Moses. Each and every Jewish family has to bring the child for a ritual. When Joseph and Mary brought uh, their child to the temple, something dramatic happened at the temple. Uh, from the scripture portion which explained this incident, we understand this visit was a historic and a unique one. We read about an old man, Simeon, who was righteous and devout and was waiting for the fulfillment of God's promise to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Christ. Only Luke records this particular historic event, you know, in the Bible, in this gospel. And he's talking about uh, uh, Simeon, who was righteous and devout. And also he says about Simeon, he was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit, you know, dwelling upon him. There are two things clearly come regarding Simeon. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, which means he was waiting for the comfort of Messiah uh, would be uh, brought on his people. And secondly, on the Holy Spirit. When we talk about Holy Spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit, which is not in the way of anointment of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, but a special insight given by God to recognize the Messiah. So these two aspects was with him. When Simeon saw the baby Jesus, he took him in his arms and proclaimed that. It is written in, uh, in chapter uh, 2, 30 and 32. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people Israel. As this righteous and devout man recites this song, it was written in a poetic form, which testify on the arrival of this little child that this, this child has accomplished not only the 
arrival of the Messiah for the Jews and also the Savior of the whole world when he talked about Gentiles. Simeon had been waiting for this extraordinary day in his life. You know, he was a man of God. Uh, this is captured by Luke in his book. Both Mary and Joseph marveled at what was said about him. Again, in the same chapter, when we read along, he's talking about the prophetess Anna was staying at the temple and worshipping there day and night and fasting and praying. You know, when she took Jesus, when she looked at Jesus, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all, all who were looking forward for the redemption of Jerusalem. Therefore, the visit of baby Jesus to the temple, Jerusalem temple, has given us a glimpse, a glimpse into the grand plan of God that he was revealing to the people. In that aspect, I would like to call this, this is a triumphal entry of a baby, triumphal entry of Jesus as a child in Jerusalem. The second point I would like to bring it to your notice is the triumphal entry of Jesus as a son of God. Again, uh, Luke chapter 2, 41 to 51. After Luke narrates the previous incident, he jumps to uh, the second next part and he comes and talks about, you know, Jesus who was 12 year old. You know, this is about uh, the visit of uh, both uh, Joseph and Mary. Uh, that was a practice for them to visit the Jerusalem every year during the Feast of Passover. Uh, it was not recorded whether they brought uh, Joseph in the previous visits, but it is recorded here. Uh, this visit, particular visit, is happening when Jesus himself was 12-year-old boy. And they reached uh, the temple. After the feast was over, they suddenly realized when they were walking back, they were go traveling back to uh, their place, Galilee, Nazareth, their hometown. They suddenly realized Jesus was not there. As a group, they were traveling back together. Somehow, they missed him. And after one day, they realized they had to come back. They went back to Jerusalem and searched for him for three days and finally found him at the temple. You know, three days they had to, you know, search for him. Probably, probably they thought, you know, young, young boy, 12-year-old boy, he must be roaming around in the city or in the marketplace. They were searching for him for three days. That's what the scripture says. And found him finally at the temple. What was he doing there? Number one, he was sitting among the teachers and second they were listening he was listening to them third he was asking them questions you know sitting among the teachers that means he had recognition among the teachers the learned people the pharisees they were sitting there and discussing he was accepted as one of them and he was there and listening to them of course unless until he understood what was being talked about what was being discussed he would not have been listening you know and also he was able to ask him, ask them questions and the Luke records, everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. With the astonished parents asked him, why did you do that? He answered, didn't you know that I had to be in my father's house? Didn't you know that I had to be in father's house? So Jesus felt at home when he was at the temple. And he called the temple as his father's home. His parents did not understand what he meant by that, even though it is mentioned, Mary treasured all these things in her heart. From the above two incidents, we understand Jesus had been fulfilling God's plan on earth for which he was sent into the world. 
Now we'll come to the main passage which was read to us today. <clears throat> uh, uh, this is the triumphal entry of Jesus as a king. Uh, it is recorded, we have read from uh, Matthew chapter 21, 1 to 11. All the four gospels record this incident. <clears throat> uh, this is the main focus for us today. The story is well known to each one of us. When Jesus along with his disciples was approaching Jerusalem from Bethphage, he asked two of his disciples to go into the village and bring the donkey and its colt. He's calling the disciples, you know, disciple. he's been training the disciples to uh, drive out the demons, to perform miracles, how to teach, how to go out in the world. But here he's giving them a very unusual task. He's telling them, go and bring the donkey, untie the donkey and the colt. And when anyone asks, why are you doing that? Please mark this word. The Lord needs them. The Lord needs them. When, we, when Jesus said, the Lord needs them, was he talking about himself? Or was he talking about Father of God in heaven? Because uh, when we see in the book of uh, Luke, in other gospels, the Lord is mentioned. And Jesus never attributed this word, Lord, to himself. So when he said, Lord needs them, was he talking about a grand plan, uh, the divine plan, the Lord, the Father God is going to perform through Jesus Christ in the days to come? Or God is going to use the donkey, insignificant animal, which is, you know, not making any sense for us at, at least that point of time. The, 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 the disciples would have asked, why, Lord, why you want to bring us the donkey? But God wants to perform, you know, bring out his message by using the donkey. Similarly, brothers and sisters, Lord needs you and me to carry of his purpose in this world to fulfill his mission. We may think that we are not talented, not equipped, not handsome, not able to talk like Moses said, but God needs you and me. And he's going to use each and every one of us to fulfill his plan on the earth. You may be thinking, I'm insignificant in this world, insignificant in the church. I'm not able to contribute. My dear brothers and sisters, God who can use donkey and colt, he can do much better than you know what he was doing with donkey and colt through our lives when the disciples untie the donkey and the colt the owner did not object when we obey the call of god to serve him the circumstances will facilitate the owner of the donkey was willing to give it away because these things were happening not just on a, just a, it's not a, just a momentary happening, but it, it is happening to fulfill the messianic prophecy which, which was given 600 years ago by Prophet Zechariah. In the book of Zechariah 9.9, it was predicted, it was prophesied, see your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the fowl of a donkey. See your king. The king is going to come on a donkey. In a humble way, the time has come for our Heavenly Father to reveal the King of Kings and Lord of Lords to the world. When he sat on the donkey, the disciples and the crowd spread clocks on the road and they cut branches and put it on the road. 
spreading of cloaks in in an act of royal homage the crowd went ahead shouting hosanna to the son of david blessed is he who comes in the name of the lord hosanna in the highest the son of david is a is a terminology uh, was popular uh, jewish title for the coming of messiah this crowd wants jesus to overthrow the german the roman government which is in charge of ruling jerusalem they were waiting for a savior and messiah to save them for, from foreign power and the whole world was celebrating and chanting slogans welcoming the savior into the city of jerusalem you know we some of them failed to see jesus had a sorrow in his heart about jerusalem the people amidst the, their celebrations failed to look upon the face of jesus sometimes we get involved in our programs conventions activities in the church but we fail to look at the face of jesus we get so involved without knowing we may be failing to notice god's true purpose in our lives luke while recording this event he mentioned that jesus wept jesus wept as he was starting his journey towards jerusalem why did he have sorrow in the mind of jerusalem what made him sorrow because there was celebration going all around him jesus was sorrowful for the people of jerusalem and for their salvation the people have rejected the savior who came down to save them from their sins his people have failed to recognize the messiah sent by the father in heaven jesus jesus knew that same people would come to kill him at the end of that week on one occasion earlier when jesus was discussing you know with pharisees he was full of anguish when he said uh, luke uh, chapter 13 34 uh, records like this oh jerusalem jerusalem you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you how often i have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings but you are not willing as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings but you are not willing the sorrow was weighing heavily on the mind of jesus god sent jesus christ as a messiah to save his people but his people had rejected him when the when jesus rode into the street of jerusalem the so whole city was stirred the bible translation the message puts it like the whole city was shaken the people were unnerved and they asked who is this who is this as they could not see the greatness of this king who is their savior messiah the son of david for whom for whom they have been waiting the same thing would probably happen if jesus christ had to walk through the streets of delhi or for any other city for that matter his heart will heart will be heavy and his face will be covered with sorrow looking at the things which are going around therefore thereafter jesus entered and he was all the more pain to see the temple the status of temple which had been taken over by the traders the people who are there not to worship the lord but to carry out their businesses he rebuked the people who were indulging in buying and selling activities and he overturned the tables of the money changers and benches of the dough sellers he told them my house will be called as a house of prayer but you are making it a den of robbers my house notice what he said 
this is my house, which will be called as a house of prayer, but you're making it a den of robbers. Earlier, Jesus had told his parents, did you know that I have to be in my father's house? So are we talking about the temple? Or mere a Jerusalem temple? Is his, his whole house? Another Bible scripture says, we are the temple of God. Each one of us are temple. It is for us to introspect whether we are keeping our temple, keep, keeping it holy or making it a devil of evil forces. We will go to the next uh, part of uh, the sermon, Triumphal Entry of Jesus as a Judge. It is uh, taken it from uh, Book of Revelation, chapter 21, 1 to 5. Triumphal Entry of Jesus as a Judge. God in his sovereign plan does not give up on people of the earth including those who are from Jerusalem and outside. God sent his son, Jesus, to die for our sins, and he rose again to give us hope and future. Presently, we all know our world is going through a turmoil, a great amount of misery. We have never seen it before, at least this generation. No one had, uh, could predict what kind of damage this pestilence would bring upon this earth at the end of this calamity, and when it is going to end, nobody knows. We are so advanced in our technology. The advancement of technology such as artificial intelligence could not predict the adverse impact on the society and on the world economy. The best brains are working over time to get some kind of a breakthrough to discover the vaccine to combat the virus, but could not do so till now. We thought we are successful. We have won the whole world. We can reach out to Mars. We can, uh, you know, explore the universe. But unseen virus is creating havoc in the world. The rich and mighty thought they can, they are protected from the misery and sorrow of the world. The money and wealth would provide them the kind of cover and security they require. The bank balance would enable them to get access to the best of medical facilities. However, it can be seen that many have succumbed to the virus attack across. Many advanced countries are suffering without a clue as to what needs to be done. Many of these countries are suffering irrespective of their financial status, military strength, economic development, technological advancement. The virus had intruded into the homes of the rich and the powerful, and many have become victims of this pestilence. My dear brothers and sisters, is this a warning our God, the creator, wants to give to the mankind? How do we respond as believers? Have we become complacent in a way or lethargic in our spiritual life? Whether the wealth and money, power and pride have darkened our understanding? Apostle Paul warned us when he was writing to the Ephesian believers in the book of Ephesians, He said, they are darkened in their understanding, separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continual lust for more. With a continual lust for more. It's taken from book of Ephesians chapter 4, 18 and 19. Our Lord Jesus Christ weeps in silence when he looks at the world today like he did on the day 
he walked into the city of Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. But what will be the consequences of sins and rebellion of mankind? Dear brothers and sisters, the time of misery such as these are a grim reminder to wake us up from our spiritual slumber and to warn us that we are into end times. Scripture has warned us that this widespread misery is bound to happen during these last days. And as believers, we need to be vigilant and be faithful. That day is not far off when our Lord Jesus Christ would come back to judge the world. When he returns from heaven, there will be shouts of hallelujahs and hosannas. This time he will come, not riding on a donkey in a humble way, but he'll come on a white horse, as it's mentioned in the book of Revelations 19.11. He'll come riding on a white horse with all splendor and majesty. The whole world can see. The book of Revelation gives us a glimpse of that day when the holy city, the new Jerusalem, going to come down from heaven from God. God will come down to dwell among men. Our troubles and tears, what we see, what we see now, will see an end. As the scripture says, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain as old order of things will be passed away. The question we need to ask today as brothers and sisters, as believers, as SDC, family, we, are we prepared to meet our Savior and our King on that day? Like it happened in Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, there'll be two kinds of people, even on the day of Lord's return. The one, one group of people will be terrified, like the people, the Jews, who are opposing Jesus Christ. They'll be terrified and they will be asking, who is this? But God's chosen ones will be singing hosannas and shouting hallelujahs in the anticipation of the future in eternity with our Savior. But there will be another group of people which come to my mind who have not completely surrendered their lives in spite of you know, knowing, hearing about our God, about his God's saving grace. And they will be, you know, like the people in Jerusalem, it is mentioned in the scripture, they'll be asking, Lord, we ate and drank with you. You taught in our streets. But God will reply, I don't know you or where you come from. Away from me, all you evildoers. Today, as we celebrate Palm Sunday, we celebrate and remember the arrival of the triumphal entry of King into the city of Jerusalem. We also remember and anticipate our King to come into this world as a judge and to judge our actions on this world. As I said, there are Three kinds of people. One kind is going to welcome him, singing glory and hallelujahs. Another kind, they'll be terrified and they'll be worried which side we are. Let us examine ourselves. If we have not committed our life to Christ, this is the time to completely surrender ourselves and ask God, Lord, use us during this time, time of trouble, time of turmoil to be a witness to the place around us. May God help each one of us and bless us as we proceed along holding his hand in our spiritual journey. May God bless you all.